0: In this episode of Studies in Shadow, Noah and I take a trip to St. Anthony, Idaho, which is home to the former Idaho State Girls Reformatory and Infirmary. The reformatory is a beautiful red brick building that occupies 5,000 square feet of land. The building itself is three stories, only two of which are actively occupied. The infirmary is a much smaller gray brick building with a seemingly grimmer exterior than what we hear is on the inside. For the interview, Noah and I set up in the living room of the second floor. Doug and Marilyn, the owners, sit across from us, and we can't help but notice the air hockey table to their right. It's covered with old newspaper articles, book excerpts, and the original blueprints for the structure. We feel privileged for the opportunity to be here, and we're both excited to hear about the rich history of the property and those who reside within, both living and dead. So this is Jack Rogers, your host, joined by my co-host, Noah Bazoo. I'm always here. Awesome. And oh we are God. here with Doug and Marilyn in the, it's the haunted hospital is what the attraction is called right next door. Yep. Uh, but what is this place? Where are we?
1: This was a girls reform school. It was built in 1921. It was called part of the Idaho technical school.
0: Okay. And so. what does that mean?
1: It's for little girls gone wrong. Really. Hmm. Basically,
2: anyone, any girls that were in the custody of the state, this was the only facility for them. And it uh, didn't matter where in the state you lived, and didn't matter if you were an orphan or a murderer and you were in the custody of the state, this is where they put you.
0: My goodness.
1: Well, <laughs> minors.
0: Yes.
2: Yeah. Between yes. three and eighteen. Is
0: three.
1: Kind of, yeah. No. Three years six. old?
0: Six. Six. That's still really low. People can
3: be bad at six years
1: old. I guess so. <laughs> no, but but I if their parents couldn't afford to care for them and um, the state took custody of them, they it. didn't have a foster care system uh-huh. yet, you know. So or you know, their family all died in the flu, influenza, or right? Something, you know, or they did something, yeah. or teenage pregnancy.
2: Oh, and yeah. Back you in know? the day, you know, yeah the if boys, it, if was a like, teenager got aw. pregnant, they sent her away someplace. Well, this was the place.
0: They sent the teenage girl away or the baby away?
2: The, the, the teenage girl. The girl. Away. I mean, it, it, you couldn't allow a teenage girl to be seen in public pregnant.
0: Oh, my goodness. Yeah. No, and, no,
1: unmarried girls didn't do that.
0: And then what happened to the baby? Did they become state custody as well?
1: Who knows? Uh, I don't really it, know. That
2: was before abortion was a thing, so... Right. So, so I, it... it we don't know what happened.
1: To the yeah, gardens. I don't I don't know. what was typical for that time period. I
3: never yeah. it. That's something we got to research then. Like what yeah. happened to the chaos? Or
0: what was what was the protocol in, yeah, the, exactly. in the in the 20s? That's yeah. a good
3: question. Well, it kind
1: of I know like in England and stuff there was a thing where, you know, you know, the they you know, the child was conceived in sin and it was taken away. And, mm-hmm. you know, they either went... The children... The babies could have been put into orphanages or they could have been put out for adoption or something. But I don't know that the girls actually had any options for keeping them. No. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, socially, it wasn't a but thing. They're
2: but prob- they're probably... <coughs> really depended on what the family wanted, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. You yeah. So I'm sure the family had some say in it.
0: Definitely. I
2: have no idea. So you live here? Yes. Yeah. yeah, this... Uh, uh down on the first floor was uh classrooms and uh and then this floor here was the dorms for the girls and originally when this building was first built there was one huge room on this side and one huge room on that side mm-hmm. and it was just bunks lined up from one end to the other oh wow and and uh it was just um you know they had everyone mixed together you know yeah and and uh, in the '50s when they remodeled it, uh, this it's this configuration that that mm-hmm. is now. And they had three girls in each room then.
1: So they only had twenty-seven here.
2: Yeah.
0: Okay.
1: Gotcha.
0: Well, I mean, I guess that's a that's a lot less than before.
2: Well, and and uh, they they had two buildings. They were both built. Um, this one was built first, and then that okay. one was built uh, the other uh, a year later. And they were both identical exact same floor plans and you can see the pictures there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the blueprints that. on the table. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and the pictures of the two uh, buildings side by side and uh, anyway so uh, I don't know that the, the other building was torn down in the 60s.
0: Okay I was about to so ask. So I,
2: I don't know if that one ever got remodeled like uh, like this one. Mm-hmm. So, what do you, Why do you think they might
0: have torn it down?
2: Uh, I I really don't know. The only thing I can think of is, is some structural flaw.
1: Oh, okay. They were built from from our understanding. They were built by um, child labor. The boys. Oh yeah. In that time period, which sounds kind of not nice. Yeah. But if you're this, looking this at this was a classroom. The, yeah. But Teaching if you're looking at you know oh 19, 19, 1920, that would give them life skills.
0: Like a trade school. Yeah, yeah it
1: would be like yeah. a trade school because this it was an Idaho the- Technical School. Wow. Oh, and so okay. it would give them skills. And at one point, there's still quite a few buildings down the road a little ways there. Uh huh. But um, at one point. And the state point, still
2: maintains the, that facility there. It's called yeah. the JCC. Yeah, okay. the juvenile
1: Correction Center down there. Oh, right. But um, they, the children collectively, the boys and the girls, you know, they had blacksmithing, and they had a dairy, and all kinds of things. They actually supported <coughs> themselves and made money for the state. Yeah. Huh. And, that sounds like and a good deal. They up
2: have an upholstery shop down there, and, and uh, they, they do all kinds of things, taught all kinds of trades. And the girls that were here, they taught them how to be maids. Oh. Huh. And so that they would have a trade as a maid uh, when they got out.
0: So kind of like home ec. uh
2: Well, basically, they... They taught them how to clean, and this was their classroom for cleaning. Huh. They kept this place clean. <laughs>
0: Interesting. Yeah. I thought they were gonna make a mess and say, "All right, this is your training. Clean yeah. it up." No,
1: <laughs> I'm not sure but they, you know, the regular like cleaning this was enough. Right. <laughs> With all the flooring here, it was covered at the remodel, but before that, it was like it's all hardwood and maple. Oh, and so oh they beautiful. To, they got to scrub and clean those floors and the stairs, and yeah. you know, and they just, you know, what an, a maid in a large house mm-hmm. would do. Mm-hmm and so they were taught that some of those skills here. Because, you know, you're talking the 20s. Girls yeah. did not have a lot going on. Yeah.
3: I'm so. glad you explained how it was made, <laughs> or how the, uh, the structure was, because if you would have just said, oh, yeah, child labor, I'd have been like, oh, man, that's brutal. So I'm glad you explained about everything else about it, because that would have been... Really, really sad. Yeah, it was just like just a seriously child labor. Well, but
1: see, and that would explain why there may have been a flaw in the other building structure. Right, like, little boys. I'm just
2: kidding.
1: <laughs> <laughs> L- little Trusting boys cleaning it, yeah. not boys, <laughs> not you know?
0: putting boards in the right place. No, forgetting yeah. for a all, nail I, or two. They were
2: supervised pretty closely. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah, so yeah. I'm. Sh- I mean, this. I'm a builder, and uh, this building was built pretty well. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah.
0: So what is the story, where did you live before this, and then what prompted you to, to buy this place, this property?
1: Well, it's... we lived in Southern California, mm-hmm. and we had a house that we were building, it was almost finished, up in the hills outside of Temecula.
2: Yeah, we've got a ranch in the Temecula wine country area.
1: Yeah, and there was a fire and the house burned down. Mm. And so we moved into town, mm-hmm. which was Hemet as opposed to going to Temecula, because two of our daughters were married and living in Hemet, mm-hmm. and we went there, and we went, wow, can't raise children here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, there my literally car was a stolen meth...
2: six times, and what? there was five murders within a few blocks of us during that year that we lived oh, in town there. Oh, man. We had bought this fixer-upper, and so we decided, well, we're going to sell this place. And
1: there was literally a meth lab next door. So. Yeah. Hey, I lived
2: in a
0: place like that. <laughs>
1: yeah. And, you know, it was like a nice area, but that half of that block... For some reason, it was just glitchy. Yeah. Uh, and so our oldest son was up here at college mm-hmm. and he'd recruited his two brother in laws to come up here. So that was all the grandkids. Hmm. And, and so, so she was
2: flying up here to see the grandkids all the time and and then she said she says, Well maybe we should just get a place in Rexburg. And so then every place she found she'd show she'd show me the online, you know, the pictures and stuff and the price and I said, No, it's it's too small, too much money. You know, and, uh, and she found probably half a dozen places. Every place was too small, too much money. And then she found this place, and I said, well, it's not too small.
1: It's so. <laughs>
0: not. There you he, go. In all
1: honesty, he had no intentions of ever moving to Idaho. Right. So, but then he couldn't really argue too much about this. So.
0: <laughs> and were you aware of the, the history and reputation of this place before he moved in?
2: Absolutely not. Really? Really. I mean, yeah. we we knew that it it was uh, it had been a girls' reform school. Uh
0: huh.
1: But we didn't know it about any of the interesting parts of it. Yeah. Okay. So, so yeah. So
3: I guess the real estate agent was careful not to let you see that part of the history. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, you know, I mean, we we have a son who's autistic, mm-hmm. and then at the time our daughter was not quite 13; she was still 12, and so you know, with the facility right down the street we did call and talk to them you know we checked out what kind of you know juveniles they have there mm-hmm. and what their policies were and you know kind of how things were so we would know and about, if it was a safe place you know, to be we, we were yeah.
2: wondering about you know escapees and runaways and stuff so of course what, what what that was like and and uh, it's very rare you mm-hmm. know, so
0: it's like a jailbreak almost
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like they call it spring runoff When the snow's down and the crops aren't up. Mm -hmm. But it's like almost never happens. And they did come out and tell us once we moved in that, you know, if anyone ever left there, that they would come and go through all the buildings here to look for them. Okay. I was like, well, you have fun with that because you could wander up for days. Oh, yeah. And never find anybody. It's a big place. To be here. So, (laughs) because we we can't find each other. And and
2: I think think there's only been three times uh, in the six years we've lived here. That uh, that you know someone's run, and they just run across the back field of the canal, and go <laughs> up across the field to the cemetery, and they catch them down by the river.
0: I uh, I yeah, I was about to say, I'm assuming since you know the route, they got they got found. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah.
1: yeah. Oh, no, they, they could,
2: could see him running across the field.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's very flat. There's really nowhere to it's, go. It. It's like that yeah. scene in
0: uh, Oh, Brother, Where Art Thou? They're all just yes. running across the open field in chains.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm just and wondering so what
3: their plan was. Like, what are you going to go? Like, what are you going to do?
1: One step at a H- time, man. A well, actually, from what I understand, for some of the kids, it's the best life they've ever had, and it's almost time to go home. So they run, and they get resentenced, and they get to stay. Yeah, that's, that's how they get to stay by come on. running away. I know, isn't
0: that sad? That's ironic. Sad. That's some really sad irony right there. Yeah. yeah. So I guess this begs the question, since you didn't know about the reputation of this place when you acquired it,
1: yeah.
0: when did you start to notice something here? Or some That's
1: things? one of his stories. <laughs> yeah. well, we,
2: Please, by all means. We drove all, all day and all night to get here. You know, we had my truck and, and trailer packed with all of our stuff, and... Uh, and so we get here and it was Thanksgiving day and the realtor brought over some leftovers from Thanksgiving dinner, as in the evening. And uh, so we ate some Thanksgiving leftovers uh-huh. and uh, and, uh, and we pulled the mattresses off the trailer, threw them on the floor and went to sleep, right? Mm-hmm. And so I, I uh, was about to go to sleep and then I realized, oh, I gotta go turn off the lights, and lock the doors. And so, so I go to turn <laughs> off the lights and lock the doors. And um, I hear uh, a woman crying, you know? And and so I go get a flashlight and I check on the kids and they're all asleep and I'm listening. Sounds like it's coming from the other room. And so I go in the next room and I don't see anybody. And listen, it must be the next room, you know? And so I go in the next (laughs) room and, and I look for four hours for this woman crying and I could not find her
3: anywhere and
2: finally I just uh, said hey I'm sorry you're crying but I gotta get some sleep here you know and so I just went to sleep and I could still hear her crying when I was laying there going to sleep oh my
0: goodness and so once you that was the first night so the first okay so did things rapidly start picking up or
2: Or the next day you know gave the place a blessing and and, uh, you know I, I I mean, what, you can't send them away. I mean, their nah. spirits—they're mm-hmm. everywhere. And yeah. so, so I just blessed them that they would be at peace. And uh, and you know, as far as I could tell, everyone's been peaceful since. You know. Yeah.
1: We've never felt anything like hostile or. Yeah, we haven't evil. felt any
2: hostile spirits, even though there's definite uh, presence. You know.
0: Yeah. And did you did you bless the house? because of what happened the previous night or because that's just i mean i understand that's kind of a common practice when i was going to do that anyway but yeah
2: but you know that kind of expedited it
0: right let's get this (laughs) let's get this done now i I would appreciate that
1: of course she didn't say anything to anyone about it Uh and our little (laughs) brand new new daughter-in-law was happened to be here that week and um yeah, and she's like, Yeah, they, they'd should, just
2: gotten married before we moved up here and they'd gone on their honeymoon and then we moved up here and, and so then they came up here on their way back to Norway and so
1: Anyway, but she so she was here. a new member and she's like, Well, I've heard that when you move into a new place that you should bless for something mm-hmm. I'm like, Yeah, we'll do that and he's like yeah. great idea. Let's <laughs> yeah. take care of that. Kind of dedicate the house Nobody yeah Nobody even
0: yeah. knew wow. that, that had happened to him. So Marilyn, what was your
1: first experience? About a month after we moved here, yeah, because my daughter, our other daughter, had moved into an apartment downstairs with her husband who was going to school and her children. And um, yeah, he was gone. He had gone back down to California for something. And, um, but we had three teenage boys and two of them had a room downstairs off the foyer there and our bedroom is off the foyer. And so they are like, I don't know, 16 and 18. And so it's like one o'clock in the morning Mm -hmm. and I could hear guys' voices in the foyer. You know, and I'm like, what are they doing up? It's like one in the morning. So I opened the door and I went out to to tell them to go to bed and they weren't out there. And so I went, oh good, they went to bed. And I went back to bed. And then a little while later I could hear voices again. I'm like, what are they doing? You know, so I went out there again and they weren't there. And I kinda of stuck my head in their room and they were asleep. So then I went and locked my door like it made a difference. But <laughs> <laughs>
0: Right, yes. <laughs> They're gonna come in your room and party.
1: And so and I found this out later. I didn't say anything to any of the kids about it or my daughter, you know. And um but around the same time period she went or I was gone somewhere, and the kids were in school or something, and so she was coming through the foyer and going back to her room to do laundry and she could hear voices out in the foyer and she's like, oh, they must get out early today. She thought the boys were home hmm. and so she went out to the foyer and there was nobody there and so she decided no one needed laundry and she stayed in her apartment but she didn't tell me because mm-hmm. she didn't want to scare me. And I didn't tell her, because I don't want to scare her. That's, that's, <laughs> so, some,
0: that's some funny stuff right there.
1: Yeah, and so Everybody anyway, so, but computers. basically we were having the same experience, and I have no idea what that was about, but it happened to me a couple times and to her a couple times. And uh-huh. I don't know how it came up. Family dinner or something like that. Yeah,
0: you just said, uh, so I've been hearing these voices. And then, oh, hey, me too. Just this big, big revelation. Everybody has these stories.
3: Everybody knows it, but nobody wants to know it. Yeah.
0: Then, yeah. I'd probably think I was, I was crazy, and then I wouldn't want to talk
3: about it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you went back. I'm still, like, thinking about your story. where like I went back to sleep after hearing the woman cry. I'm like, I'm sorry, no. Uh, After four hours, I was really deep. (laughs) I've been
2: been driving for 24 hours. Oh, my goodness. I
3: was like, there is no way. I was like, he is, like, way tougher than I will ever be. Because if I heard someone crying, even if I knew who it was, like my little sister, I could not sleep because I'd be like, what's going on? What's happening? And if I couldn't find the person sleeping... You best believe I'm like, all right, I'm going to lock the door and just go to the hotel for the night, guys. You right. guys can do your thing tonight.
0: Oh, my goodness. The
3: horror movies have taught me that. Don't stay and wait for it. Just leave. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so when people visited, did they have anything strange or, like, shocking happen to them where they got really scared or freaked out?
1: No, the, the teenagers would have things happen. Really? Oh. Yeah, and
2: and uh, Bear and Demi had some things uh, happen also. When
0: yeah,
1: they weren't Barrett and Demi. Barrett and Demi then. They were just Barrett and right. Demi. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, I I met Barrett uh, yeah. when I first um, came Demi to. Demi
1: would have been the one you bought tickets from.
0: Uh, and what I'm what I'm talking about is this place is also a Halloween attraction. Oh yeah. Next yeah.
1: door,
2: there's a hospital that was uh, originally built as an infirmary for. For the youth that were here and down the street, Uh, all the boys and girls were treated at the infirmary Mm -hmm. there. They had a doctor and a nurse on staff all the time, and um, but then when the when the twenty came through, the town lost their hospital, and so then it was open to the public, and everyone came here, and so it was the hospital was open to the public, and.
1: And I don't know how long that was
0: for, but. Yeah, and so. Going back to things that happened to the teenagers and to Barrett and demi yeah
1: and can you tell us about daughter, that lacy well demi demi was we demi we knew her from California and she'd mm-hmm. come up here and she was living with us and she was sharing a room with my daughter and um she had like gone into the shower or something yeah.
2: she you'd probably do it. Tell, have her tell the story
1: cause yeah but I, I, I don't know the story Some part of it's on the ghost adventures thing but mm-hmm. she ended up with a bite mark on her arm or something that's freaky yeah she was a little <laughs> what? freaked out and of course she at this point they've been married two years she might have told us mm-hmm. but she didn't say anything to me and then she said something to our daughter and for some reason she didn't say anything to I think her
2: sister was here at the time or something. No, her Haley never
1: came up here until the reception. But um, anyway, yeah. No, that was a different story from Demi. But, um, anyway, yeah, and then I can't remember, you know, a couple things happened with our, our youngest, but, you know, and I have no idea, idea if it was this thing of like everybody thinking, well, maybe I'm just being weird or crazy, and so yeah. nobody's really communicating very much you know, and stuff, and so... But everyone's um, had
2: experiences, you know. Yeah. yeah,
1: but the thing he was talking about when Bear and Demi got married and they came up here to do a reception, Demi's sister came up, mm-hmm. and it was the first time she'd been here, this was two years ago, and so Barrett took him on a tour on the third floor upstairs there, and that area had been closed off. Have You have not been on a home tour here? I have not. Oh, dear. You should do that. Um, <laughs> or not. But um, I would love anyway, that. so when they did the remodel in nineteen fifty five, they cut off the stairs to the third floor and walled it closed. Oh. it was closed for like fifty years or something. Yeah. It's cool. not creepy.
2: And and the um and the thing is is the the story that I hear uh, why it was closed is because uh, no one would go up there because everyone said it was haunted up there on the third floor hmm. and because a couple of incidences happened. One was supposedly a girl had jumped out of the window up there and everyone said there was no reason for her to do that. You know, she was happy and whatever. And, uh, and then uh, one of the matrons got pushed down the stairs, but no one was there. And so, well, this is in modern times. This isn't. This, this, this was no, this, before 1955. This is okay. Before the, the place was remodeled. Mm. So when they did the remodel, they they walled off the, the third floor, and you that that uh, closet behind it, you, you can see uh, where the stairs were cut off and it was walled off, and uh, and I mean seriously, there's just a hole cut in the wall now to go to the third floor. Okay.
1: Yeah. And so, and we don't, creepy. we don't actually know why it was done. Mm-hmm. But back to Barrett and Demi took Demi's sister upstairs to show her up there because it's the creepy place in the house. Anyway, and um, and they were walking around up there, and and then suddenly I could hear him running down the stairs, all the way down, all the stairs, both flights. Oh, man. I was like, wow, that didn't last very long, and Barrett. <laughs> Barrett's a very skeptical, practical person.
0: Those are my favorite kind of stories. <laughs>
1: yeah, and he's like, Mom? He's like, there were footprints up there. I'm like, what, in the dust? He's like, no, wet.
0: Just, oh, no.
1: Just two wet feet in the middle of a room, nothing walking to it, nothing walking away from uh-uh. it. And, and he's like, you know me. And i was like, yeah. And he's like, there's something wrong. You know, he's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's I, like, I just you need to take the girls downstairs. Anyway, <laughs> so I... Just well, chill. because I was nice. I said, did you take a picture? He's like, Mom. <laughs> anyway. I'm so. going
0: to run down the stairs, but I am going want to take a picture real fast.
1: He's like, no, that's why you said I needed to get the girls down. Like, right. That's reasonable. Good guy. Good
3: guy.
1: So, yeah. That is super freaky. Yeah. Yeah, and so that was just, like, kind of <laughs> weird. <laughs>
3: so. I'm just imagining what I would do in that situation. I would like, oh, look at it and just be like close the door and be like, all right, girls, let's go to a different room really quick. Yeah. Well, there's no door. It's just a hole in oh, the wall. Oh, that's even more right. scary. So you have to
2: run down the stairs till so there isn't any more and then, you know, jump, jump through the hole. Oh, you Oh, I, I see. Like, <laughs> Very
0: nice. And so what kind of do you think resides here?
2: I think it's just... Girls. Just mostly uh, people that had been here in life, you know?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, we have a new story that, you know, didn't, we did not experience this, but about a month ago, a lady came out, and her mother had been a ward of the state here, Interesting. or whatever the word would be, and her mother passed away back in April, and she was in the area, and so she'd heard about it all her life, and so she wanted to come and see, and so I let her come out, and, you know, we visited, and I took her around. And she showed me the actual admission papers, or whatever they're called, <laughs> mm-hmm. when her mother was processed here. The sentencing and stuff. papers. Yeah. Uh, whatever it's called, yeah.
0: <laughs> sentencing <laughs> papers. Yeah.
1: yeah. You know. Anyway, and um, and in fact, she's going to make a copy of them and send them back to me. She's like, no one in my family's interested in them. But her mother hmm. came when she in 1971 she was 14 years old. And a story that her mother had told her, which I think is odd, that you would tell your child this, but you know... Apparently her mother had some issues, and I've always felt really bad about the girls here, you know, because there's these solitary confinement rooms and stuff, and I'm like, poor oh, yeah, oh, little I girls. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, so. Yeah, they're down that hall. Yeah, you can go look <laughs> at them. But um, she said that while her mother was here, so somewhere between the ages of 14 and 17, she, um, there was a matron that a bunch of the girls didn't like. And they lured her into the shower and beat her in the head with an iron. Oh. Till they thought she was dead.
0: This was in the 70s? Early 70s. Wow. Huh.
1: Yeah, so I'm thinking, well, solitary confinement could be a good thing. Yeah,
0: (laughs) that would be a very different ending to the Matilda movie.
1: Oh. Yeah, so you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, you always assume that they were treated poorly or it was a, you know, they're little victims and it was a sad situation. And then after that, I was like... Well, and this was just a few weeks ago, and I was like, wow, that is a completely different take on things.
0: They are capable of some things. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Maybe.
1: some of maybe them, they were I here guess, for a reason. to be here.
0: <laughs> now, was the mother, was she a part of the iron? Yes. <laughs> wow.
1: Yeah, that's why I'm like, who taught their child She's that? The but obviously the woman had yeah. issues. But, uh, you know. I was an evidence. accessory for murder. <laughs> yeah. Attempted. So, Attempted. Excuse me, so this lady had tried to do research uh-huh. Let's see if she can find anything in the newspaper, but because this is my speculation, that you know, they would have their own security here. They wouldn't have called the police.
0: Uh-huh.
1: It wouldn't have never it wouldn't have been picked up by the papers or anything. So there may not be any record other than the documentation about this building which is kept private down the street. Huh. So so I have no way of verifying it if that but actually happened or not.
0: That is a very interesting story.
1: Well it was interesting because Probably the week before is when the Ghost Hunts USA was here. They come out. They host
2: events. Yeah, oh, okay. they
1: guide you through a paranormal experience. I would love that. Yeah, they charge $149 for it. I would not
0: love that. <laughs> <laughs> I, re- I redact but that they, statement. Yes,
1: and they come, and they come from about 8.30 at night until 4.30 in the morning. Okay. But so they're not sleeping, and they go through this building and the other building. They kind of go back and forth a lot. You know, but and they, they have, have all the equipment and everything. They right. have all to, this equipment to, to record and, things and mm-hmm. and their people are mediums or psychics or combination, I don't know what the difference is, sorry. And <laughs> they, um, really cool people, but um, yeah, they help you interpret things that you're feeling or hearing or, mm-hmm. you know, point things out like, ghost do, therapist. do that cold spot <laughs> or, or whatever. That's the air vent. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a <grossed> so, yet. <laughs> A week or so bef- they had come before this woman had come and it was the first time they'd actually done an event here and she um, the lady that was hosting it uh-huh. that night um, you know we visited during the day while she was here and she was telling me and most people are like really focused on those solitary confinement rooms you yeah. know and they're very not interested a negative in those energy want to check those out but she kept being drawn to the shower And so, and she told me that she could see blood running down the drain. Oh. And she sensed it was from a headwind. This woman hasn't been to my house to tell me the story yet.
2: Right. And so, it was a week later that she heard the story. What?
3: Yeah. So, I'm like... Oh, my
1: gosh. Cool beans. I love it. Wow. So, yeah. It's always
0: exciting. Oh, my goodness.
1: So, like, man, we're going to have to... And so, so that's the first person that's ever come up with a story or something about the shower. Yeah. So...
0: So when I was here a few weeks back I went through the haunted hospital loved it by the way it was it was fantastic I've worked in a haunted place so I look at things very differently yes, than other people who've worked it it probably ruins everything for who I'm with too because I always interact with the characters they pop out I'm like that was a good one. Or if somebody's standing still, I'm like, I can tell you're a real person. I know this trick. And then they, they st- I walk past and start hearing the shuffling. I'm like, gotcha. I know that's you. But it, they got me really good a couple times, especially okay. the uh, there's flashing lights at one point. Somebody pops out. That got me really good. That was Dr. Doc. Eldegast. Dr. Oh, – very nice.
3: <laughs> the little girl in the basement, I remember that. She got me really bad. I thought I was, I I was going to be – I don't know. Exactly yeah, everyone says she's really good. <laughs> yeah, I was just walking. I was just like, okay, it's not that bad. It was scary, but I was like, okay, I'm not, like, at the apartment. i like, wet myself. And then we're, like, walking to the stairs, and I turn. This girl, like, does her thing, and I'm like, okay, hold on. <laughs> and I'm sorry. I feel my heart turn. I'm like, mm, which just made me really uncomfortable. My eyes <laughs> heard... my eyes,
0: kind of never really adjusted, especially with, like, the, the flashing lights. It's like kept, like, getting lost and, like, going the wrong way. I kind of – I probably made them mad because I'm, like – Going one way, like, not that way. I'm so sorry. Can you please point me in the right way to go? <laughs>
3: Dear <do your> spirits. <laughs> a bullet that
1: burnt out, so it's not supposed to be quite that dark down there. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So. But there's not often time for them to get messages out. Right, so. yeah. We try to keep track of everything, but it's hard. So, <laughs> speaking
0: of little girls in the basement, I remember when I was waiting at the door and you were waiting to let uh, me and my, my date in, you were telling us a story and you brought up Sarah
1: the children, the cast members that have worked over there decided that she should have a name Mm -hmm. but um, yeah so she was discovered, whatever you want to call it, the first year that we worked here and um, she's in a particular location and I don't usually tell people going in what she looks like or where Mm -hmm. so that if they think they've had an experience, they can tell me, and then I know. Confirm. I can confirm or not confirm. it. Like, you're okay, sweetheart, you know. <laughs> anyway, but... No, I'm um, wondering. Yeah. Continue. I'm oh, sorry. So, um, yeah, so our first year we had... All the kids were volunteers. We had no idea what we were doing uh-huh. at all. I've never been to a haunted thing in my life. Still haven't. <laughs> Don't like them. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> We're just kind of winging it with you know whatever the my my daughter was a freshman that year she was a cheerleader all her friends were cheerleaders and they all thought it'd be a kick so they volunteered and they made up all these creepy things to do and mm-hmm. they're really good at being creepy <laughs> and so you know so we put this boy in there so they have someone to flirt with and
0: that's a great reason good plan planning. Good planning. yeah
1: well you know
0: <laughs> help a guy out
1: <laughs> yeah so I think they picked him. I don't know if they picked him or not. But anyway, so um, yeah, he was a few years older than them. But um, anyway, and we were doing well until like literally he came flying out the door in tears, and he didn't care. I mean, he was his whole purpose in being there was to flirt with them,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and he didn't care. That he, he was did.
2: crying in front of all these girls.
1: Yeah. And once again, Barrett was like, okay, Mom, I'm a little concerned because he's like 16 and he doesn't even care if he's crying in front of everybody. He's like, that's that's not normal for a boy his age. Yeah. You know, Barrett was 18. So, you know, he's like, I would die before I would cry in front of a girl. <laughs> so, what's wrong with this kid? Anyway, so he, um, he swears he saw a little girl in his area of the building that he's assigned to. And... Um, and so it was just kind of an ongoing thing the first year, where they would, you know, and, and someone that freaked would think, out
2: a lot of the staff, and we lost a lot of our staff that first.
0: Well, year. we had to huh. close
1: three different times and send people in line home.
0: Three different times. Yeah. Yes. She kept appearing.
1: Yes, and then and then of course you know if he's upset, he's the big brave guy, so the girls are just dying, and, and so we had to keep repositioning out. the girls so they because they wouldn't be alone anywhere. We'd uh-huh. have adults in the back of the room. It's the only reason they would go back inside there at all and stuff and so but I, you know, I kind of got thinking maybe the kid was a little high strung, I didn't know him. Mm-hmm. You know, we were new here. But then I was putting out flyers at the gas station and this lady said, Oh, I went there, that's pretty creepy. And I said, Why do you say that? And she told me that, you know, she'd been in this same area of the hospital and she said she felt something tugging on her jacket and she looked down and there was a little girl there.
0: Oh, and you're not supposed to, as a worker, you're not supposed to touch the people in the maze. Exactly. Or the, the, the place. I worked in a maze. Yeah. I, would, I would grab my friends and drag them in because they didn't know it was me.
1: you <laughs> must have been lots of fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so anyway, so she described the same location and the same description that this boy had been telling uh. me. And I was like, okay, this is stupid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because it's like okay, you know, playing this yeah. is one thing. Having someone actually in there, this so, is if, some
2: random person that doesn't know what's going on. No connection. Yeah.
0: You know, yeah. Other than yeah, yeah. just went she didn't know who
1: I was or anything. Yeah. We were still new here, and so um, yeah. And then I've had people, you know, other people just you know make comments to me about mm-hmm. things, you know, and go out the well, chicken exit because and, of things.
2: And the people that lived in there, what, what, when was that? The eighties or nineties?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I have a friend. Um, I told you about a special needs son. Well, mm-hmm. um, we all went on a field trip, and the moms all got to come, and so she was like, "Oh, I used to live over in that hospital," but, and um, so after in, the
3: hospital
2: was abandoned, what? you know, they lived in there as a home. See, I can understand living
0: here because it's a beautiful red brick building.
1: Yeah,
0: living in a small like oh, grave. Oh, it's
1: classic Art Deco. It's gorgeous.
0: Oh, I saw some of the art. It was dark, yeah, but I could it, tell, and I was yeah, like, "That's I, beautiful." I
1: would love to be able to restore it, but. Her father worked down the street at the JCC, Uh and so they let them rent the building. And she lived there as a child. And her older sister locked her in a cupboard one time, and she Uh, couldn't get out.
0: That's not very nice.
1: Well, the doctor opened it for her and helped her get out
0: and i'm assuming there was no doctor in the building no, this, no, was, this was, was abandoned house. at the
2: time
3: <laughs> right a, wait hold on what? hold on i just missed that for a second she no said, doctor was, let her out and i was like okay that's yeah, nice yeah she said
1: there was a doctor and um, and bed. i and i visited with her mother i've talked to her mother a few times and her mother said that you know the two little girls you know would always say well the doctor said we need to eat more vegetables and she's like, I didn't take you to the doctor. She never knew what the heck they were talking I thought about. thought
0: it was like an imaginary friend almost.
1: Yeah, so she would just be like, whatever. And then they would play with this little girl all the time. Oh, my gosh. And, um, and this actually may be tied to the whole thing with Sarah. What was weird was the first time I talked to her, she told me the child's name. And she's never been able to remember it again. And I didn't take special note of it at the time. Mm-hmm. But, um,
2: she said it was Sarah.
1: No, she did not say it was Sarah. Trace made that up. But, um, but she described some things that they would play with to me, and one of them was a blue-stuffed rabbit. Well, Magnum, our son, had brought a rabbit out of a room there that the children weren't, that we don't use because there's an asbestos issue with it or something, and so it's locked. Yeah. Anyway, well, it's not locked. It's closed. So he had gone in there. And, um, and so she told, was describing to me this back room that they used to play in all the time. Mm-hmm. And that when she moved, she left some things that were, that were this little girl's favorite toys that they shared mm-hmm. with her. One of them was the blue stuffed rabbit and then something else. Well, and it was not long after Magnum had brought the blue stuffed rabbit out mm-hmm. that they started seeing her over there. I told him, like, uh, put that rabbit back. Kind of, kind, of, <laughs> kind of kicking
0: up the dust sort of thing. Yeah, but
1: I didn't know any of the stories I'm about back. it because this was like a year or more later before mm-hmm. I talked to this woman. And I was like, is that a darn rabbit? But, um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so, so after they moved, she asked her mom if she could play with this little girl. Could she come over and play? And her mom's like, who are you talking about? She's like, you know, from the old house, the little girl, we played with her all the time. She's like, Oof. there was no little girl
0: classic horror story
1: yeah but they played with her all yeah. the time yeah.
0: we, and they and we, saw the
1: doctor and, and he would talk to them and stuff he didn't he wasn't hostile toward them or anything okay. but you know
0: I mean he helped her like, out of a cupboard yeah. I was like no
1: none of our cast members have ever said anything about a doctor okay just about the little girl
2: so. now now there was also uh we have an apartment downstairs that we uh rented to some people and they had some little kids and and.
1: oh my gosh I totally forgot that yeah they had a little girl that was three and a little boy that was five and I would tell them to play on the east lawn there was some playground stuff over there for them but not to play over by the hospital and so one day the mom couldn't find them and went and found them and they're playing over behind the hospital (laughs) and she asked the little girl she's like what are you doing over here And she's like I'm just playing with the dead ones
0: no. Yeah, she I
1: mean, no. she was three. mean, She was three. She was
0: three. You can't even like comprehend death at three.
1: And she's like, you know, the little girls from this place. Referring to the hospital.
0: Children have a yes, remarkable and so her, connection. Yes, the
1: mom was very kind and shared that story with me. And I'm like, I don't want to know that. Yeah, <laughs> oh, thank you like, for sharing. <laughs> yeah, she's just like, I'm
3: just yeah. playing with the dead ones.
0: See, that sentence in itself is it's a movie line it's very sinister
3: yeah
0: especially because it's coming from a child like if you've seen poltergeist there's a the little girl in front of the static tv this the, yeah, the like famous line they're here yeah,
1: it's you like know, it's a I, child
0: but that makes it worse I mean, yeah. it's i
1: actually dads. asked to go and see that movie because i thought it was an alien thing i <laughs> didn't understand the word poltergeist oh okay apparently he thought i did and thought that's not your kind of movie but he took me in german it's yeah, noisy
0: he, ghost
3: Oh, we did an episode that with that sense. kind of stuff, yeah. Yeah, so. Because no, guys just Ghost. Huh? Yeah. yeah.
1: No, we, we loved the movie. I never finished it. I don't like that kind of stuff. So <laughs> Me. We either. just walked out. So, yeah, we like, oh, you didn't know what that meant. Okay. <laughs> I just wondered why. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, this little tiny three year old.
0: I'm playing with the dead ones.
3: She's thinking like the sixth sense, like I see dead people. I see dead people. I'm just kind of like mm, yeah. Bruce Willis. <laughs> s- <cents." laughs>
0: so when I was doing research before I came here, because it would have been foolish to come in knowing nothing, uh, I came across an article that described people smelling sulfur. Is this is this something that you've heard or that you can confirm?
1: I have smelled cigarette smoke. Okay. And the previous owner came to visit the first summer. And she said, have you met our ghost yet? And I was like, no. And she said, Which one? I'm just kidding. (laughs) Anyway, and she said, well, you don't smoke, do you? And I said, no. And she's like, but you you smell cigarette smoke. Mm -hmm. And I said, yeah. And she's like, well, that would be him. I was like, that's (laughs) nice. Yeah. Anyway, so, so one the day the
2: matches are to light the cigarettes. <laughs> right. Yeah,
1: so I've never smelled sulfur but I have smelled cigarettes.
0: Yeah, because I I'd I read that and I was sulfur. I was very concerned. Yeah, would be worried. Because sulfur, I don't know if you know, but sulfur is um kind of a classic telltale sign of the demonic. Yeah, we don't have or do
1: anything
0: with that. Yeah, yeah. and so I I had to ask I read that and I said, you know, I talked I talked to her a few weeks ago at the hospital and she said they blessed the place. I can't imagine there being a demonic presence. So I just wanted to run
2: that by you I'd be like, is this true?
1: <laughs> yeah. People so you we know. haven't had that I, experience. I've, In fact, I
2: don't know anything about demons or anything yeah. like that. So Good I for you. Don't you.
0: listen to our fifth
2: episode. <laughs> Don't do
0: it. I, I've been at, at
2: actually fourth episode.
0: Is our fourth episode? Yeah. Um, I've, I've had scary experiences when I was very young living in Hawaii because it's a very spiritualistic place. So ever since I was very young, um, yes. I was very afraid of it and then that fear turned into curiosity mm-hmm. and that turned into fascination. So I've, I've studied a bunch of stuff so I read that and I was like, I've read this a bunch of places so I, I wonder if they know. That.
1: Yeah. Well, actually... Uh, no. I just said I don't like cigarettes, and then I just would smell aftershave.
0: I'd rather smell aftershave I than cigarettes.
3: Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah people so. just don't really and, and
1: like, do you remember that day in the kitchen? I'm like, okay, you have to smell that. It's right here. And he. <laughs> he was
0: probably like, you're in my face. No, you know,
1: but but Doug walked over and he's like, he couldn't smell it at all, and then I couldn't smell. It. The cigarette smoke. The aftershave guys. The
0: aftershave. He probably walked away because you were in a space. He's just
3: like, uh, you, kind of like, excuse me. Hold on. Off there. <laughs> very nice. I know
0: it smells nice, but.
3: <laughs> we got a modest ghost here. <laughs>
0: so, have any spirits or presences attached to themselves to anyone? Or are there any, like, like frequent visitors? I mean, you, you mentioned the, the cigarette smoke and aftershave, okay. gentlemen. Um, yeah. But there's no constant, uh, kind of regulars, I guess says. you could say
1: and he's very very consistent in the story. Mm-hmm. But he had never mentioned it to us until just before the ghost adventure guys came. Okay. But he said that there's a girl that lives under his bed and she tells him stories. No,
0: that's back. creepy, but sweet. stories, good stories.
1: Um, he didn't seem to be bothered or upset by him. Okay, I was just commenting. But them. Just just under the bed thing is uh, yeah. Magnum is the autistic. Yes, and child, so yeah. um, he, he, you know, he said that, and he's been very, very consistent in how he tells that story. He says it the same way every time, and um, and that she protects him from the mean ones that come from the other building. The dead ones that bother him when he's out mowing lawn bad. or trying to work. <laughs> yes, <laughs>
3: so just wait, when, the where, same,
0: the same dead ones. The girl was talking when, about.
3: So she protects him from the he's, ones from the from the infirmary. Yes. So are the. This is going to sound really stupid. Um, so are like, the ones in the infirmary like more hostile? Because it sounds like Sarah wasn't a hostile one, but there she are. She wasn't. And we haven't noticed
2: any hostile ones. But apparently we this, this ghost that um, Magnum's talking about uh, doesn't like some of the ones that are over there
1: or something. But oh, Magnum trauma. says that they'll <laughs> yell at him yeah. or bother him or something when mm. he's out mowing the yard or doing things out there. So That's I don't rude. know that they're I don't know if he sees them. He says there's a little boy and a little girl from the other building that you know will bother him and uh-huh. she makes them go away or tells them to go away or not to bother him. That's very nice like of her. It's just
3: playground attitude, honestly. <laughs> it really is. Well, it, and it probably yeah. is. That's about Magnum's yeah.
1: speed.
0: Yeah. Is, okay. does, does this ghost, has he given this ghost a name, this young, this young woman? Oh. No. No. Because that would be... No, the
1: ghost adventure guys assume it's Hope, who is a girl that was 14 and killed herself here. Okay. And so, but we don't know that at all.
2: Yeah. You know, so. it's, it's interesting because, you know, we know heard about, you know, this girl hanging herself from the transom. And, and where is the transom? The no transom is, is, before this was remodeled, okay. all the doors had transoms, which is a window above the door. Right, oh, okay.
1: So you could gotcha. something through yes. yeah.
2: Yeah. Gotcha.
1: yeah, but That's, we exactly. had not actually that heard was that story before. before.
0: Before the ghost no, adventures heard about
1: thing? Somebody committed suicide by throwing themselves out the third floor window. Okay. The ghost adventure guys never found documentation of that. They did find this suicide hanging okay. in the transom.
0: And that was actually that was my next question. I said you guys had ghost adventures here. I watched that show a lot growing up, and then once it was off of Netflix, like four or five years ago, I stopped. But what was that experience like? Because I've never actually talked to somebody whose property they've been to. Um, What was that experience? You didn't you didn't like them? Uh,
1: Well, no, they were. I never met Zach or whatever his name is. Um, Bagins, Zach Baggins. Okay, good. I was gonna say Bagans, but I (laughs) forgot. That was a different story. So um, (laughs) I figured I had that wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, I met Corey Lyons and, um, you know, their PR guy, Griff, and stuff like that. You know, very kind, very gracious, very nice people, you know, some of the photographers, you know, and stuff like that. But I just kind of didn't want to be in an episode, so I pretty much stayed away from them. Yeah so um, yeah one of
2: one area. of the the guys got locked in one of the solitary confinement rooms oh and, no and they they you know it had their their lock in thing that they'd yes and, yeah and and so they had sent us away to to the marriott you know for the night how and, kind and and, <laughs> and uh anyway, and so they they couldn't get him out of the room oh no <laughs> so until morning
1: yeah well, the thing. The thing is, is that you turn the knob and it's locked, but there's no thingy on it. There's no
2: strike that comes out. And so all I have to do is push the door if open. You, the uh-huh. door fits But because really the door tight. sticks, you know, if you, if you push on it lightly and turn the knob, you think it's locked. So they thought it was locked, but I, they could have
0: gotten out the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> priceless. Oh,
1: my gosh. I have to tell you, a couple times a year, I'll go up there and I'll go, oh, dang it. This door, where are the keys? And then I remember, no, push on it. But sometimes I don't remember. And I live here. So, you know, you <laughs> can't really fault them. But Because um, there's no doorknobs on the inside. Right, because it's
0: solitary. You
1: cannot pry that door open from the inside. Oh, my goodness. Aww. magnum got locked in at
0: once. No. Yes. Oh, it was
1: a horrible thing. But he was actually fine. But really? He, well, we'd lived here a month or so, and he just wanted to go outside. You were from California. It used to be an outside. Yeah. So I'm like... I don't care, go outside, I mean there's snow, for crying out loud. So he went outside and he found a key, like in the garden shed or something, so he's going around trying this key on things, and so he'd come back in, and I didn't know, he'd come back in the house, and we didn't, this floor was kind of sealed off, this second floor was actually kind of sealed off Mm -hmm. by the previous owner, trying to retain the heat downstairs, and so he'd come up through the little trap door that was there, and he was going around trying these key places, and he went into a solitary room and shut the door.
0: Did the key work for the solitary room? No,
2: there's
1: because there's no, no door knob. knob.
2: Got it. <laughs> he just closed the door and realized, oh, there's no place to put a key. There. Oh, there's enough. no. <laughs>
1: no one lived up here, and no one ever came up here, ever. Oh, crud. And so we were, I'd been packing up Christmas stuff, and most stuff we had been going, sending to the basement, but I told Doug, I said, oh, there's that cupboard upstairs. It's got all those little cubbies, and it would be perfect for holiday things Could you put this box up there. Mm-hmm. And so he came up, and he thought he heard something. I go through the
2: trap door, and I get... You know the the box put away, and then I go back downstairs, and then, and and I heard this knocking as I was going back downstairs, and and I thought, you know, I didn't think anything of it, and then and then I go. I better go find out what that knocking is. Right. Know? And so so I went back Ghost? downstairs, and and I'm looking around, and I hear some knocking again. Mm-hmm. And I walk down the hall and I hear some knocking, and and then. I open the door, there's a <laughs> Were you startled? Like, there's actually someone here.
1: He says, well, this key doesn't fit, and he left. <laughs> That's a great
3: story. Yeah. Oh, my so, gosh. I mean,
1: I would be traumatized to this day a bit. He, he had to have been in there at least an hour.
0: I wonder if his friend came in and talked to him.
1: <laughs> I but, know, he never said anything about it, you know. <laughs>
0: this key but, doesn't work. <laughs>
1: yeah,
3: this key Once again, work. he's braver than me, because if I had heard knocking, I'd have been like, we see, we're see. we going to lock
1: this door really quick well, and, pull and the, the thing is, and don't about the really time can. I was like thinking you know, he's been outside a really long time I'm going to have to go get him he's got to be getting cold but he'd actually come back through different doors you know well, it took me about a month to realize if I want to find someone to call him on their phone because we yeah. would up right. and down and in yeah, and out you, never find someone. there's no
2: other. PA or intercom system here yeah, in it's like home the home Winchester system. mystery house yeah. kind oh, of. Yeah, yeah, really yeah, big Yeah, yeah. yeah and, and uh, you know with holes cut in the walls, you know. <laughs> yeah, so
1: like if you, if you don't want to be found here, you could absolutely hide.
2: Oh, yeah, so. and there's, there's like secret tunnels between the floors and stuff. Really?
3: Some of the yeah. walls. telling the yeah. St. Louis City Museum. I had something so random. But yeah. It just sounds like something from home. Awesome.
0: Well, I, I don't have any more questions. Noah, is there anything you're curious about?
3: There are some questions, but I don't think they're appropriate to ask. Like, not like inappropriate questions, but uh-huh. like... <laughs> now
1: we're all curious.
3: Uh, (laughs) this is like a random question. Do you like living here? Yeah. Okay.
1: You know, I mean, it has weird little moments, you know? Mm -hmm. And like, you know, like people ask me about it, but I'm like, I, previously I would have said, I don't even believe in that stuff. Uh Turns out it doesn't keep it from happening. Yeah.
0: (laughs) That's a good way of putting it. But
1: this has always felt like home. I really felt like we were meant to come here. I've always just said home. I Like you can count on one t- hand the number of times I've said back home, meaning California. Right. Which, I mean, that's where we both lived all of our lives, and we're really old. So, you know, <laughs> long time. <laughs> but this, as soon as we came here, it's always felt like home. I love the town. I love the people. And I really like this house. I would like to. Hey, I didn't want to be yeah. known. There's a great history to this place. Definitely. It's very rich. I didn't want to be known. all Oh, bad, you live in you that know? creepy house. <laughs> yeah. Not, not where I was going when I moved
3: here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just a little jealous of you, because, like, I mean, this is kind of sound weird, but, like, you have, like, experiences that are, like, not really, really aggressive or hostile with, like, you know, spirits and stuff like that. I've had experiences in the past. Jack knows about some of these experiences. None of mine were good, and <laughs> most of them were on my mission, like, on reservations. And, and if you know anything about reservations, they're uh, very, very... You go? Montana and so there's tons of any animations up there. I spent a good six yeah. months on one of them and I've taken Jack to a spot where things happen so I'm kind of jealous. I'm just kind of like I don't know. It's just interesting to hear your story and things like that. But things you know,
1: are basically peaceful here? Yeah.
3: Because yeah it's I don't peaceful it. in
1: spite of the crowd.
3: <laughs> the crowd. <laughs> in spite of like what you said, like whether, not to bring it back up, but like the suicide, whether it was from hanging from a door or falling out the window like When I think of things like that, I think of obviously it's just the Hollywood mentality that I have where it's like, oh, it's going to be bad and evil then. A door's going to
0: slam during the
3: interview. Yeah, but (laughs) nothing. Like, it's fine. Yeah, well, there
1: was a lady who went on the home tour and was up on the third floor Saturday night. This last Saturday Yeah, and I had come over here, I don't know, get something, and found her on the front steps just crying her head off. And I'm like, are you okay? Did you fall? Did you get hurt? And she's like, no, no, no. And then finally, she calmed down enough to tell me that she just um, the she'd gone upstairs and she had to leave the tour From because the third floor. Yeah, she like there's a place where you can read some writing on the wall that was written by one of the girls, and um, I guess it was her mother that was reading it or something. And then she felt something brush against her ankle, and li- she looked down and she saw something running away. Mm. And then, at the end of I couldn't really figure out where she was talking about, but at the end of one of the must be one of the dormers or something, she thought she saw a girl like crouch down, but then she saw something large and dark behind her, and Aww. so she wanted to leave, and I said, "Well, I'm very sorry because we never have dark experiences here, yeah, yeah, so
2: you are one of the unlucky ones I'm, I'm sorry to say, <laughs> yeah yeah, so. but there's all kinds of Stories written on the walls up on the third floor. Well,
1: not really stories, and but just
2: just just you know, they, they, came, they say you know when they came
1: here, these
2: dates and and uh, you know.
0: I
1: can't believe you guys haven't been upstairs. People I
0: up. I just found out about this place just a, a few weeks yeah. ago, no, and then I, I, I mean, came there's to. There's been
2: so many people upstairs on the third floor that you know, we just assumed that you guys would know about no, the yeah. third floor. She, I mean, oh no, my my cute
1: little <laughs> daughter <laughs> and her friends would put a tent up there. I take a laptop, um, and the scariest movie that they were allowed to watch. Well, what? Okay, nice. That right That's my hard, kind of thing. No, way, I'm just thinking of what like, what what? why
3: would you do this? Because, because it's like, fun. Well, you <laughs> see,
1: if they could find a movie that was scarier than being up there, <gasps> the answer is no. That's no. brilliant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know.
3: Really clever
2: little children.
1: What? Anyway, so yeah, the they movie was
2: was a good distraction from just the.
1: This, no, they the would third usually more. come downstairs to finish the movie.
3: Yeah. So They would
1: also take. This was before. And you know, when they were younger and they didn't have a laptop, they take my whole TV and computer over there oh. to watch a movie, or a DVD player, over into the hospital to watch mm-hmm. movies and try to terrify themselves. My goodness. So, yeah. Wow. Wow. No thanks.
3: <laughs> yeah. We should do a, a, like a double date and come here and do the tour.
0: Well, thank you so much for this interview. It's going to be a fantastic episode. It's going to be our Halloween special. Um, so we'll definitely, we'll send it to you as soon as it's done. Uh, you won't even have to wait for it to, to come out because it was very nice of you to let us into your home and to tell us all about it. So thank you very much.
2: you Appreciate okay. you guys. Yeah, for thanks
3: amazing. for coming. Awesome. Hey, everyone. Thank you for listening to this special episode of Studies in Shadow. Not only is this our Halloween special, but it's officially the end of Season 1, and we've had a blast making this show, and hopefully you guys have enjoyed it as much as we've loved making it. We feel this is an appropriate time to close Season 1 for the show, as there are some pretty exciting changes coming in the near future. You can expect a break from the show for a few weeks or so, but don't worry, we'll be back soon. And for the last time this season, you can find Studies in Shadow wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter, username Studies in Shadow. Visit our website, studiesinshadow.com. For all inquiries, you can send a message at studiesinshadow at gmail.com. Music composed and produced by Jack Rogers and Matthew Gonzalez. We thank you for listening to Studies in Shadow. Stay safe, and we'll see you soon.